Rowena Dooley asking Soul citizens to report for duty. Okay, this one is from Zlinga. Uh, he bought an M50 um, because it has a focus on the Interceptor Racer. He wants to know, is there going to be racing in the game? Uh, yeah, no, we've actually been talking about that. It's something pretty easy for us to do. Uh, we actually want to do kind of in-game things to let people bet against each other, exactly. play and do stuff. So we will have, uh, have in-game racing. Yeah, I mean, you know, kind of like gladiatorial areas, racing areas, you know, fun yeah. things to do. No, that I, are... I want, we want people, the whole point of customization, we want, we want a whole, like, subculture of people showing up with their uh, hot rod ships with that's, their, that's you know, awesome. go faster stripes and, uh, you know. <laughs> go faster stripes and space. Spoilers on the back. <laughs> too, much, too much resistance on those yeah. stripes. You just didn't have them. Hello, hello, greetings, greetings. Welcome back to Soul Citizens. I'm Griffin Gaming RPG, and we are back for another great week of conversation. And we have got a very interesting topic to cover this week. This has become more and more popular in the Star Citizen community, racing. But before we go there, I'm gonna go here and introduce our guest today. We have uh, joining us uh for the first time on our show she's been on as a, a voice in the background before but joining us as a special guest this week is rain cloud herself rain how are you hi good second time second time is the second time on yeah, the main on the sunny yeah, show second time why well, i thought well, i kept thinking you were on a a, a another of a, a, a thursday well you're always on thursday shows that's nothing new about that why do i think this is your first time my apology second <laughs> it's time been a while. second time it's, it's been, been a while it's okay it's been a while second time second time Rain, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Where are you from and what do you do? Any of that good stuff. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Kira or Rain Cloud. I've been with Star Citizen since the Kickstarter. And uh, in real life, I'm a quality assurance director. I've been in the video games industry professionally for 10 years. Before that, I was in the military as a medical professional. And uh, I'm a huge racing fan in real life. And I've done big things. Like if anybody's seen Citizen Kate's 6,000 kilometer trip around um microtech i was part of that uh which was quite i didn't finish it but it was <laughs> thousands of kilometers around microtech and so yeah i wanted to be a part of this tonight because i love racing and in real life you know you catch me watching kim block or uh, thomas pastrana or, you know subaru rally racing dakar rally bmx that sort of stuff so yeah that's me hi everybody well i want you to know rain that my crazy city of chicago is going to be having for the first time a nascar race in the city oh i wonder yeah. what they're gonna do <clears throat> always right <laughs> always right uh so <laughs> it's in july so um make sure you tune in i'll try to send you reminders so you can watch people crash into buckingham fountain uh, okay but awesome. hopefully uh <laughs> we'll see how that goes that's all i'm gonna say about that but thanks for <laughs> thanks for joining us. I'm glad, especially because you Can't have a little bit of imagine racing. NASCAR in Detroit, but Chicago, sorry. In Chicago? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I was trying to get Grand Prix here, believe it or not. I, I was really trying to make Grand that happen Prix, at one point. It. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. We'll see what happens. And speaking of the devil, even though nobody said the devil, we have Fast Card here today. How are you, FC? <laughs> I'm the devil? You know? Am I on your left shoulder or your right shoulder? Well, I was trying to figure out a way just to get you introduced, but there you go. Okay. 
How you doing today? Hey, I'm Fast FC. How's everybody doing? Hope everybody's having a good time. Mm -hmm. And Griffin, I, I, I love the title of today's show, Gold Be Rich. I don't think a lot, many people would get the reference. I get the reference. I'm, I just want to know I, I see you. Okay, now, okay. Let's, all right, survey says, all right, guys, because Fast Car always pulls out this stuff to me that's got dust and dirt on it. You got to dig it out of the ground. <laughs> I feel like Ghost Speed Racer, plenty of people will recognize it. So in chat, those of you in chat, y'all put a one in if y'all know where that comes from. If you don't know where it comes from, put in a two. Let's see if, if Fast Cart's right. If, if it's the old gray beards, they're the only ones who recognize this. All right, there's one gray beard. And there's a gray beard. We only got one one. You might be right, Fast Cart. Okay, there's a two. Shaposta doesn't know. Okay. Who else? Well, Anybody I else? This? Well, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Ray, I know Ray knows. Did a movie within the last 10 years. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We got, it's like about 50, 50 right now. So, so, okay. All right. Yeah. That's what uh, okay. Guns, speed All right. He's gang. a demon. Thank you, Rain. He's a demon and he's going to be your chase. Right. Have to Blainstone, of course, knows what it is. Okay. So yeah, you know, we tried to figure out something for racing. Uh, I do have to put in a waiver here that even though the PTV is there, it's not going to be one of our <laughs> focus vehicles of today. And there's a reason why it's not, even though we know that CIG is currently doing a refit on that shit on that vehicle and also has incorporated it into racing i mean it's the og racer <clears throat> and star citizen we'll, we'll get to that yeah yeah but that's because we made it a racer well, we've made a lot of things racers in this game for that matter so <laughs> yeah. but interestingly uh -huh. enough uh when they showed us that video during the jacks video that was one of the cars that was in that race that they were doing in pyro uh yeah. so you know again uh, again, we're not going to say that certain vehicles aren't for racing, but there are some that CIG has designated, and we are going to talk about those as we as we go down this list of things. So let's go ahead and get ready to jump into it. Both Fast Cart and Rain both have a passion in, for racing. I'm just kind of here to help moderate today because racing, I don't <clears throat> I don't think I own any racing ships. There's only one that I did own at one point. Um, I do own bikes. Uh, but I don't own them for racing. I just got them because I just wanted to get them. So I'm going to lean on them a little bit more when it comes down to talking about it in relation to Star Citizen. Not that I'm against it. It's just that I've been one of those people that's been waiting to see how racing would evolve in the Star Citizen universe. Uh, and, and let me throw that question to both of you guys. Rain, you being the guest, I'll go with you first. <clears throat> you know, when people talk about a space sim or a space game or a space whatever, in a way, racing is not the first thing that comes to mind. But on the no, other really. hand, on the other hand, racing always seems to always get introduced. Um, and and I guess my question to you is, what do you think is the what is the desire about that? Is the freedom? Is it the freedom of it? Is it the fact of the, the whole thing of uh, in some cases no gravity? Uh, what is it you think that makes people want to race when it comes to a space sim? I think you hit it that it's freedom, like you know, because it happened like the the buckyball um, mm -hmm. and uh elite dangerous for example mm -hmm. uh, people um racing canyon racing and and doing things like that yep. um and uh at really really high speeds i think it's the speed it's the freedom it's the skill you know the it, it, we've all those of us that are into racing and low flying have watched harada um and, and seen the the times that people have been flying real real low and then they slam into something and explode it's mm -hmm. that that sheer thrill and skill of it because you're controlling the ship and i think it's kind of all of that really yeah 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 
FC, let me go to you because you've talked about racing and I do, and I'm, I'm not trying to be in a personal matter, but you know, you've talked about it even in relation to a person with a challenge, physical challenge. How do you, is, is, is there something about that that has lured you? Cause you've always talked about racing when it comes to Star Citizen. Yeah, I, I was just typing to make a note for myself. I've been racing since the Atari 2600 in pole position. Remember the yeah. pole position? Yeah, yeah. And whenever the, I went to the, my family went to the arcade or whatever, the first thing I would go to is one of those uh, the, the, the racers mm -hmm. in, in, the, in the arcade. So mm -hmm. yeah, I've always been to the racing. And for me, it's always been like seeing the scenery fly past mm -hmm. and, 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 and like you said, the freedom and, and stuff like that. I, yeah. I've played, um, I, not, I played Need for Speed, but I, I, I really love the uh, Forza Horizon, the open, yeah. the open world one. But in relation to, the, to, to Star Citizen, yeah, I, um, a few years ago, I, I tried my hand in screaming Star Citizen, and when I did, when, when, when the, the thing that I did was the, the racing, mm -hmm. and I used um, voice attack. To mm -hmm. control my speed, well, because I because I can I don't have to take my hand off the stick mm -hmm. or the or the controller, mm -hmm. so I use my I use my voice to control the speed, and yeah, nice. it's a challenge, but it, once you get used to it, it's pretty fun, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's first of all, I think it's cool because it's a challenge, right? And secondly, you know that you can accomplish it and do it in the game. And some of us who may have the mobility of all our limbs can't race at all. You'll probably still dust us when it's all said and done. So I think it's pretty cool. I'm out of practice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. out of practice. Yeah. Well, there you go. You got the name Fast Cart, and I'm sure it's not for no reason at all. So there you go. I think that ties you into to racing. Okay, well, let's, let's go ahead and do some history here first, gang. Um, <clears throat> before we get into talking about Star Citizen and racing, we're going to do a quick review of ships that CIG and, and please understand I know that in Star Citizen you can fly whatever ship you want to fly and race with it we've seen people take 890s out to the racetrack and, and race them um, but this is as more focus on ships that CIG designates on the RSI website as racers that's the first thing and secondly the show is going to be talking about the evolution of racing when we first started the show we started out the show from Wingman's Hangar uh, and we saw that from the very beginning, there was a question to Chris about racing. And right away, Chris had an idea in his head about what he would want to see happening with racing. Of course, it's evolved since then, but uh, we just kind of want you guys to know that racing didn't just pop over over the last couple of years. It has been around for quite a while, the idea of it. So let's start out alphabetically. Aegis doesn't have anything. Anvil doesn't have anything. Banu doesn't have anything, even though the Defender is pretty fast, but what we will go to is Consolidated Outland. And there are two ships with Consolidated Outland that we know about that they designate as racers. Uh, one of them being the Gamma. Uh, Consolidated Outland's design and engineering teams have managed to tweak and refine this Mustang to an admirable racer. Um, we're not gonna go into glide detail on these ships. We're just kind of giving you all a real quick thing of which ship CIG considers racers. And I'm gonna to talk to Rain and Cloud about any feelings they have about these ships or if they've flown them. And then after that, we're just gonna get into the real meat of this subject here. The other ship there is the Omega. Some of you guys may have never even seen an Omega. It is a very, very rare ship in the game. Rain, have you flown either of those ships before? I've flown all of the Mustangs, including- Okay. Because I have a friend who has one of the, the Omegas mm. and I own a Beta. Um, oh, okay that yeah that i have and and fly it quite routinely so yeah i've flown all of them the mustangs okay okay fc what about you 
I've flown the Gamma and the um, Arena Commander for, for racing. Okay. Uh, but it's not, it, it, it wasn't my first pick. I just wanted to compare and contrast the different racing at the time. Mm -hmm. I've never flown the Omega. I don't think I've seen the Omega in game. No, okay. I haven't seen the Omega in game or anything like that, but okay. I, I still want one. Okay, okay. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this question too as we go through this. Let me know if any of these racers is your choice of racer as we go through them, okay? Once we get to the one that's your racer, you know, that you dig or the one you're looking forward to doing, let me know when we get to it, okay? So that's Consolidated Outland, okay? Next up, we've got Drake. Uh, these two here, this is interesting. Uh, there's, a, there's a definite speed difference between the Drake Dragonfly and what's the Dragonfly they call the Yellow Jacket. Um, the Dragonfly, the black one, is actually faster than the yellow one. And some people may not know that. They think they're identical. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, but the Dragonfly is faster. Rain, what about you? You've, you've been on these before? Oh, yeah, uh, for thousands of kilometers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you own yeah. either one? I do not because okay. I like to earn them in-game. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. FC, what about you? I've, I have owned one, but I've since ceased it because it was my LTI token at the time. But I have written and owned one uh, a while ago. Okay. I own both. Uh, I own the yellow jacket because Test Squadron at one point said we had to own one because it was That's yellow. That's why I own one. Yep, <laughs> me too. And uh, the, uh, the Dragonfly I've got as a part of the exploration package. I think it was included in that. And I think I bought one already because I just wanted a, a bike. I wasn't that crazy about the Knox at the time, so I ended up going with that. But okay, that's it for Drake. Let's go to the next one, which would be Misk. Now, Misk, even though they have three of these, this is the one that they designate the Razor as being their racer. The other ones are luxury touring, and the other ones, I think, combat. So there's really only one that they designate as their racer. Rain, what about you on this one? No, none of the Misk's ra uh, Razors, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, one ship I have not flown yet that I really want to. Okay, okay. I wasn't that crazy about it because the view in it is kind of funky to me, but the thing is freaking fast. I mean, it's crazy. And of course, I'm a Grand Prix fan, so you know that, Dre, I know, Rain, I know you recognize it. The design yes. right off the bat kind of drew me in a little bit. But it I, looks like an F1 car. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. FC, what about you, the Razor? This is the, currently the only Razor ship that I, could, I, I have in my oh. hangar right now. This is, this is my ship of choice at the moment. Okay. Okay. Any particular any particular wide. reason? Styles? It is free. Design? It's fast, like you said. It's, the speed. it's fast and it's mess and it looks like a great. I like the, I like the, I love the design. Mm -hmm. I look, I, I, when we get the ability to, to change the colors on it, I will I will change it to red. But mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, I love the design and and I've always been a fan of mess. So when mess bought the race racer, I like yeah sure okay I will get one. Okay. okay. I, but I did. I got it. And I, 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 I've been. I, had, I didn't get it um, when it first came out. I got it at the last IE. Ah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So that's it for Misk. Uh, Origin. Now, interestingly enough, Origin has the most racers, which I didn't know uh, until we were doing the show. I mean, it just never clicked yeah. in my head until we were doing this show. Uh, the, that being the M50, the three, uh, 350R. Then there is the G12, the vehicle, and then there is the X1. Uh, Rain, let me hit you on all four of those. Any of those in particular you've flown or own? Uh, I own a 300i, but I've flown all the 300s, earned okay. them in-game. I've flown an M50, earned it in-game. Mm -hmm. Love the M50. Mm -hmm. Love the 300s. Mm -hmm. And uh, God, I hope we get the G12 and the X1 this year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, like, pretty much... <laughs> Yeah. this this uh love of origin yeah. and i'm just i really hope that we get the g12 and the x1 this year so okay. okay fc what about you 
I think I've flown the 350 on. That might have been, well, I had the 315P, so I, but that's not really a racer. Mm-hmm. But if I were to pick, the 315R is probably my second choice when it comes yeah. to racing. Yeah. And I... also, when it comes to X1, they announced recently that they're starting work on it. It's not going to be done anytime soon, but they're going to start work on the X1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they actually had done some white box stuff on it a while back. When we did our origin show, we showed some of the footage of that, but they just they haven't done it in a while. Some of us got excited, right? Rain last year when the 400i came out, we saw them pulling yep. the X1 up into the little hanger thing. It's like, oh, maybe it's gonna come. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it, it, Side. yeah it kind Side. of messed, messed with my head a little bit there because I've got all these other mm-hmm. bikes, but as you guys know, I'm an origin fan. Now the M50 was the one I did buy. I owned that one for a while in the early days and then I melted it. And I melted it only because this was in the days when I didn't understand about buying a ship with six months of insurance. <laughs> and so uh-huh. I got rid of it and said, okay, I'll get one later on with either more insurance, 10 year insurance or something. But I, that's I the one ship I didn't want to get. Yeah, in the early days, yeah, yeah. The 350R, I wasn't interested in it because I wasn't interested in racing until I got in one. It's a beautiful ship. Engineering wise, the thing is a beast. I mean, it is truly a beast. I was disappointed when I went inside though, because I'm like, you know, rain, I was so used to the interiors and all the other ones. That sucker is stripped down to a mm-hmm. flat mattress and that's engine. it. Just a mattress, it's all engine. <laughs> it's all so engine. I was expecting to see this really cool, dark interior. I'm like, nope. what? You know, so I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. I mean, I've got one, but I was, I would, I would honestly, I would have bought a 350 if it was just really cool. But it makes sense. If it's a racer, you want to strip it down to the minimums, right? That's what you want to do. You don't want to have a microwave and clocks and all that stuff in there. So um, I'm like, you rain with the G12 looking forward to that. That racer is unique. And I'm also curious to see what CIG is going to implement with that because it has that EMP thing in there going on, which I'm kind of like, okay, how y'all going to do that in racing? And that's fair to everybody, but we'll see. And let, let, let me mention one thing. Like, uh, doing IE, last IE, when I, when I got the LX, like I said, 350R with my second toy, it was, it came down between like the speed and the, whether or not you, I could carry the, a, a racer inside the, my um, C2 or uh, M2, I'm sorry, my M2. Okay. And the, the, um, the mesh razor, you can fit two of those in, 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 inside the, the M2, but you cannot okay. fit the, um, the 350R. Yeah, for so racing, that, that, yeah, if you want to transport that, it, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so that, that influenced my, my decision. Because the 350R, even though it's fast, it's big. So. Yeah, it is. It, and it is big. You're absolutely right. Okay, and last but not least, the X1. Um, that's the velocity. Some of you guys have seen that before. Of the three variants that they have, uh, they've got a combat one, a touring one, and then of course the racing one. All right, so that's Origin. All right, we'll move on to, left that one on. Which one did I turn off? That one I didn't turn off. Tumbrel. Tumbrel has two. Both of them are wheeled vehicles. Um, Rain, let's talk to you about this. You know, this whole thing of, you know, <clears throat> I remember when vehicles were first getting introduced into Star Citizen. And I heard some people say, this is supposed to be a space game, not a, you know, being on planets thing, right? Mm. Um, Which was interesting. I was kind of surprised that space gamers kind of only envisioned Star Citizen as just us flying out in space, you know? And, And don't get me wrong, I get the idea of cool grab vehicles and stuff, you know, stuff that floats and everything, but... You know, CIG has some ideas about why we would have these vehicles that are wheeled vehicles. 
uh, I know we don't have the, uh, the, the um, what's it called? The Ranger. Ranger. We don't have that, but Ranger. we do have the Tumbrils. What are your feelings <laughs> about these vehicles, you know, as far as racing? So, having driven driven all of the cyclones and, and like really loving the RC, especially like out on out on Daymar, um, I really cannot wait for the rework that they, that was promised mm-hmm. quite some time ago of, mm-hmm. of ground vehicle physics and things like that because there's there's not enough grip, um, there's not enough like proper stimulation of like wheel contact and rolling friction and and all that other kind of stuff and then obviously like that's that's someone who plays like dirt rallies like full sim cockpit stuff asking for way too much but i i agree i find it silly that people never thought we'd have ground vehicles uh to explore the planets you know maybe a planet's atmosphere is is too dangerous for a ship to land Mm. um and you know and fly around Mm -hmm. and so you need to land and get a vehicle out but um, I, I don't know. I, I, I probably I would say my favorite vehicle to race is the the the, the Cyclone RC. Mm-hmm. Um, uh. and on the ground at least, in the sky is different. And yeah. uh, I really, really, really want the Rangers in the game because, like a Ranger, you'll be able to like a, a normal motorcycle just kind of wheel it up into like an Avenger Titan. Yeah. Because it's so small. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. it's it's silly that people wouldn't wouldn't. I, I expected when mm-hmm. you know 3.0 was being talked about that we were going to get ground vehicles yeah. and and be able to race them and stuff like that. So it's these vehicles are awesome. I just I really think we need much better wheel physics and yeah. much better like I think that part of drivability. <clears throat> Excuse me, I mean to cut you off. I think no, the no, part of it yeah. too that will be added to that too. Even if we have that, I think and you you being the person into space stuff and everything, you'll get when I say this. I think mm. that the other aspects of this are going to have to be uh, weather effects gravity, yeah. whole lot of other things, right? To make these vehicles yep. really start to feel like they're truly responding to whatever environment we're working them on. Cause on one moon, that tumbrel RC could act one way on another moon, it could act an entirely different way. Right. So mm-hmm. be able to incorporate whether you're on soil versus sand versus rock. I mean, there's so much, like you said, that they're going to have to build into these, that they really start to feel they're better than they were. Cause I remember oh, back yeah. in the day they were much they were Yeah. But like you said, there's still that tweaking that needs to go on and CIG, at least they have been committed to doing that, especially since racing now is becoming much more a thing, right? It's not well, just and niche, niche. <clears throat> the, the tumbrils are, are supposed to be unique too. in having the claws yes. in the wheels yes. that are supposed yes. to like grip into the ground right. that we don't have that functionality mm-hmm. yet. So, mm-hmm. yep, which I point. think like you're talking about when, when we do get those better environmental mm-hmm. impacts, uh, on like, mm-hmm. in, impacts on the wheels and things like that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Baskart, what about you? I know you've been looking for that doggone Ranger forever, I think, right? Yeah, yeah I was, yeah, I was looking when, when the first concept was, I bought the three pack and I typically <laughs> d- don't do that. I have since melted it, but for, for the Cyclone, uh, that, that's one of the few, few uh, racing um, vehicles that I haven't really um, had too much time in. I think, I think I've been in it, but uh, I did not too much time. But like you said, I'm really look, looking in, in, for, in, for the Ranger. And when I say really, I, I mean W-H-E-E, really. Not, uh, not, not one with the R. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you, 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 you come here, you, you, you got to the pun. But yes, I, I, I want the uh, Deranger. I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I hope it comes out sooner than, than later. But I know the longer it takes, the better it'll be. So yeah, what have you. And, cause, you know, plus it's red. It, it gives you that, uh, that Akira uh, uh, from the movie. Um, the motorcycle from a cure for y'all. So mm. that, that's, that's another reason why, why, why I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. 
By, by the way, guys, those of you who participate uh, watching us every week, you guys know we always have the little channel points at the bottom there below the chat box. And um, we've added some new things in there. So take a look at it if you get a chance. You can actually vote with your channel points to whether we're going to be giving away flair, whether we give away some CI, uh, SC merchandise, or whether we want to even give away a ship. But one of the things you can also do in there is click on it and say, tell fast cart, don't tell any jokes for 10 minutes. So feel free to use that anytime you want to, if you want to use your channel points. Okay. <laughs> I'm just messing with you guys, but yeah, that is there for others. No but if you want them to tell a joke, you could do that too. See, oh. See? oh, look at that. Oh boy. <laughs> Believe me, 10 minutes is not going to be long enough. It'll go by real fast. So, all right. Okay, uh, guys. So 26 actors. Yeah. <laughs> he'll probably blow up before then. I don't know if he'll survive that long. All right. But last but not least, um, this is one, Apoa, another popular manufacturer of the Knox. A lot of people like the Knox. Drain, what are your thoughts about this one? I don't like it. Mm -hmm. um, it tends to blow up way too easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's one good reason. One good reason yeah. why not to like it, right? <laughs> uh, other than, I mean, it looks cool. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I just, I prefer the, the Dragonfly. Two-seater and a little bit more cargo space. And yeah, I, uh, not a fan of the Knox. <laughs> Yeah, let me ask you this though. Barring that though, it, it, it's supposed to be extremely fast and straight lines, if I'm remembering correctly. And I was going to say, is that something that you do admire about it? Is the speed aspects of it? Yeah, if it would stop blowing up at speed. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. FC, what about you? The Knox. It's, it's, the Knox is probably one of my favorites. Um, uh, not long. How do you pronounce it? Uh, right, vehicle, basically, yeah. Okay. I had the, the, the Natsukui, the uh -huh. silver one. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I've been waiting to say this, but I, I decided, like, a, a few years ago to melt all, all of my vehicles. I don't have any, any, any vehicles in my um, in my fleet at the moment, except mm. for, like, the uh, the PTV, which you got, you know, from referral or whatever. Right. So, but it, it was really hard to, uh, to let go of, of, of the Nats, because I, I love the way it looks. And it's really sleek. And it looked like a dream, so yeah, they were really hard to let that, let that one go. Okay. But hey, I can get it in game. <laughs> okay, all right, all righty, all righty. Um, okay, let's let's move on with that. I'm gonna stay with Knox for a moment. We're gonna watch a video, gang. And um, in this video, they're gonna be it's the devs talking about the Knox. But what I really want you to pay attention to is what they talk about about designing these vehicles. Okay, for racing and speed. Because I was sharing with both Rain and Fast Cart before the show as we were doing the research for this show, how much work was really being put in to things like the Knox, the Dragonfly, all the vehicles. I always think about a lot of work being put into the ships, but I was pretty much amazed to find out that just as much dedication and work is done to these vehicles as well. So let's take a look at that. Hi, my name is Chris Smith and I'm the lead vehicle artist in the ATX office. I'm currently working on the Knox bike, which is a Xi'an bike made by A-Apo-A. It has Xi'an technology involved, uh, much like the Scout, and it's, you know, a very stylish bike and it's supposed to sort of compete with the Dragonfly. Well, the Dragonfly was made, you know, with a lot of sort of exploring and scouting in mind, I think. This bike, on the other hand, is a little bit more purpose towards either racing or combat, which is going to be very fast and nimble 
uh, and it's going to be powerful in combat. The concept was uh, provided from England this time. It was only a 2D concept, though. Uh, usually here, uh, we, we start with 3D concepts. For this bike, though, we didn't really have too much time uh, for that concept, initial concept phase. It was worked out in a fairly quick manner and only on 2D. So this was a bike that I got to actually build from the ground up. Literally the first poly, you know, from the ground up, which was quite enjoyable. So building the Xi'an bike wasn't terribly challenging because we used the Xi'an technology, which, which uses magnet technology, and it kind of made connecting points a little bit easier. So we decided to have like the nacelles floating and they're connected by magnetism and the handlebars the same way and sort of the plates slide along. We try to infuse a lot of style of the Xi'an technology in there and use like a mix between sort of like heavy metals and, and exotic materials. The main challenge was to make sure that uh, we sort of, Nathan Deersley helped in the concepting it with Gary Sanchez. He told me that he really wanted to like from afar look like, like this little monolithic sort of simplified thing, like sort of ominous looking uh, shape from a distance. And then when you get closer, you know, it reveals more detail. The main challenge was to, to kind of get that feeling across and and make sure I hit that. The Xi'an technology, the skin of the bike, is definitely gonna be an armored type. The, the rider itself is protected by the bike. When he gets on, it has these sort of shells that come up above his back, so the rider has a little bit more protection, you know, from behind. The main thing that sets the Xi'an technology apart from like, let's say RSI or uh, Aegis would be, the rider has a much more aggressive stance on the bike than on the Dragonfly. So the Dragonfly is more the upright stance, right? This Xi'an bike has like a race bike type stance. So you're forward leaning, it's, it's more racer type. Uh, your legs are back. That gives that gives a little bit more uh, maneuverability. And then also that way you can kind of get a little shell and a little bit more protection over the guy. So, I mean, it's still open on the sides and everything, but you just get like a little extra protection from those shells in the back. The Xi'an bike uh, is actually going to use a holographic HUD system in order to try to streamline everything and make it technologically advanced. We try to minimize the amount of screens as much as possible. Once you get on the bike, initially there's not going to be any screens there. There's one little screen by you and right in front of you, but that's sort of flat and that comes up a little bit. But everything else will like come up as a holographic image in front of you, which looks really cool. And it, the startup sequence is pretty neat. Hi, I'm Patrick Salerno, technical artist at Cloud Imperium Games. Um, I focus on mainly destruction systems and optimization for the spaceships. Uh, functionality too. At the end I make things, sure things work, but um, I kind of have a checklist of things that I go through when I'm doing the spaceships. Uh, it's like the, there's a couple tech art passes that the ships go through. Uh, in particular we'll be talking about the Nox today and the setup that went into that and if it differs from any other ships that I've worked on. Most of the ships that you see in game I've probably touched in terms of either lighting or particles or damage or something um, during some point in the process. I get the model from the artist. He's like, it's done. And, you know, and before this we've talked about how it's gonna break off, which pieces are gonna break off of where. Sometimes there's small changes down the process. We're like, oh, those intakes or those weapon racks might be able to break off. You know, we can add a little bit more detail or gameplay. So I'm working with design, I'm working with art, and we're trying to make sure that by the time I get it, we're, there's really no back and forth. You know, like I don't have to go, oh, Mr. Artist guy, there's something you have to do here. So I take it from there, and what I do is, if we're looking at this ship here, I will look at it in Max and I'll break it apart. 
and we'll say, okay, so if the nose comes off from the front of the ship, then it has to detach and fly off. How do we do that? How do we make all those pieces work together and look good? Well, for that, I usually hop into the XML from there. So before even working on like the art side of it, like making the metalware and stuff, I have to work on the functionality side where the debris happens. So pew, 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 shoot the ship and it explodes. The pieces have to fly off in certain directions. Those are called vectors. Those are impulses, right? You know, boom, ship happens, it explodes. Now, what happens is I'm kind of tying in multiple effects together at the same time. I'm saying I have particles to work with when I'm shooting the ship. So all these little green squares you see here are kind of uh, what are called helpers in Max. And uh, helpers are all these little green squares you see, and they can serve a bunch of different purposes for what we want to use them for. Uh, for my particular purpose, I use them like C4 charges, like little explosives uh, that will happen. And what they'll do is they'll burst in, say, a radius. And I'll set the radius in my list and on the name of it, and that gets put into the XML. And from there, I then update the ship, and I shoot the ship, and I can test my new particles. So it's a bit of back and forth, right? You know, you want to go in, shoot it, see what happens, check your particles, check your fire, you know, make sure everything looks all right. If the modelers put in specific uh, things like wires and girders and stuff and tubes, you know, you want to take that into account when you're putting down a particle. Now, mind you, I don't necessarily make the libraries and uh, I go in and I'll pick from, say, you know, low-tech, high-tech, Xi'an-tech, Vandal-tech type, you know, uh, particle libraries. So luckily these guys had a cool one. They're kind of like high energy blue alien tech. So I had a lot of fun with that. Um, just sort of like shooting and testing it. So once I get the debris flying off, let's move on to the next phase. I set up what's called the UV2s and the damage map, right? And that, that is our system where the ship actually melts and wears. Now, when we do this system, we have to take into account um, the underlying surface detail. It's very important. So the modelers will actually model girders and underlying stuff. And there's two types of underlying sort of surface detail. There's 2D and 3D geo. Uh, 2D geo is like this, it's called a POM, parallax occlusion map. It's this one polygon that goes under the surface of the hull, no matter what its shape is. And when you shoot the ship and it melts, you'll end up seeing that underlying sort of metal or girders or wires or whatever's not actually like, you know, it's supposed to be there so you don't see through the ship. Polygons are only one-sided, right? So light hits it, that's it. But if you're looking at the other side, you can see right through. So uh, we take that into account. So for that to work, the ships need two UV sets. And in case you're not sure what a UV set is, a UV set is what maps your texture. So like the wood on this surface or some kind of other uh, wear-like thing. So UV1s are for your ship texture and UV2s are for the procedural damage map. Um, once we start shooting that, everything kind of works in conjunction. So I have my initial debris with the pieces flying off and the breakability activating the particles, which then set off, say, fire, smoke, electricity, then spins off, and then fades out. Now, after I'm done with all the, you know, fun creative stuff, you know, there's the making sure things work and is optimized and runs well. Uh, there's also another layer to that. When you're doing the shader damage and it's doing the melty effect and it's trying to show the underlying stuff, we use what are called vertex colors on the ship. And vertex colors are basically every vertice, a polygon is made of these little points points of vertices. Each one can hold data. Uh, we use that color data to tell the map that it can be transparent or not. So um, what I do is I'll go in and all these different colors mean just a slightly different level of damage, right? 
So say, for example, there's really no damage under the nose, right? But I still want it to show the UV2 damage. Still looks like it's getting dented and worn, right? I can set it to a certain color that can block the punch through of the damage. That means you might not be able to see the underside of the ship. Now for somewhere in the back, I can do it a little differently where I can layer the damage. So if there's really nothing under here, I can set that. You can't punch through, but you can slowly whittle through different areas of the ship. Um, then I just go through and I kind of layer that across the ship and create levels of damage. It creates a little bit more randomness when you're firing at it. Some areas will get huge hole punch throughs and other areas might look like they're just wearing a bit harder. So, <laughs> yeah. But after I have all that set up, I kind of work on the lights, right? I want to make sure that lighting works. Uh, most of the time, lights are set up by the artists themselves, uh, the ones who are doing the ship or the lighting artists. Um, so if there are no lights set up, which I was lucky enough to have at the time with this, uh, I had a little back and forth with Chris Smith about it and he polished it off. But um, basically I got to set up some of the lights on this ship. And this was kind of fun because as an alien ship, the theme was more of a high tech sort of vibe. Most of our ships have more traditional fire, spark, smoke, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, luckily there were Xi'an libraries and some high tech libraries I got to play with for this ship. And when I was shooting it, different weapons have different effects. We shoot this, we see we get a sort of melty burny wear. If we pull out a rifle, we get bullets. Now the bullets can actually sort of tear a hole in the ship, which is fun. Boom, and then change the lighting conditions, fire, smoke, et cetera, et cetera. So at the end, that's how all the pieces come together, right? The process takes a bit longer than that, but uh, at the end, it's pretty fun and just sort of picking which pieces explode and killing the ship. And I mean, it's important to take into account the functionality of the ship when deciding how it's going to be destroyed. Like, you know, with this guy, there were really only two or three pieces you could blow off, like nose, sort of the seat area and the tail. So how do you, how do you make that look different every time you want to blow up the ship? You know, I, I don't really like it when damage always looks the same. So my goal is to add sort of randomness and variety to it. Uh, one more cool thing that I have is to show is this new debug gun we have for testing the damage. Normally I shoot it, right? I use different weapon types to see what happens if you're going across a ship. But we have this thing called a damage gun now for debugging our materials. And you can see, all I have to do is kind of look at the ship. Now this doesn't help me with actually blowing off pieces of the ship. That still doesn't quite work, but uh, that's where I shoot the ship with an actual gun. But you can see I can test out my damage map which you can see up here in the corner, then that wears away. And this is what I was talking about with the transparency. You can see, slowly eats away at the ship. So if there's really nothing under there, I don't want to actually expose that to the player, right? So I just, I do the vertex colors that you see over here to block off certain areas. Like this has a lot of vertex colors. There's not much good, but um, I'd say that's pretty much it. And then I just, I test it all and I bring it all together and I give it polish and then I hand it off to the final people for functionality and testing. Working on the Xi'an bike was actually pretty neat because it was the first non-ship that I got to build for this company. I did use bike references for some of the details, like, you know, engine details, because the Xi'an sort of has like a naked bottom. It's not totally covered, you know, so it shows some of the mechanics and stuff. So I definitely used some real life motorcycle reference from that. And I'm into motorcycles, so I was very glad this fell in my lap. It's very sexy, so I had a lot of fun working on it.
Okay. Uh, let me ask. Thank you, Griff. You make me want to buy it again. I'm not mine. Dang. <laughs> let me uh, throw a question to you guys um, about this. And uh, I really want to go, go here with uh, Rain first on this because hmm. Rain, as you know, there's always been this big discussion about speed. Um, yeah. Chris Roberts has had this and I, you know, I, I get when we had the ships in space, the idea of close quarter combat, we've been at the point where we were jousting, we were doing these high speed things, very difficult for combat, at least in the way that Chris wants it. You know, he wants us not to just to be able to shoot at ships, but to be able to target components, things of that nature, so on and so forth. Do you think it would be something for CIG to make it so that in racing, those limitations are raised? Um, because, you know, I get it when we're doing close quarter combat and things like that. But for racing, should there be a situation where not unlimited speed, but that maybe the, the speed should be greater in relation to that? Um, I think that would be a hard one from a design perspective because you'd want to maintain feature parity, right? So it, mm -hmm. it, it kind of pulls the player out of like if for some reason I can go faster and do stuff in a racing environment, like an actual, like a racing mission mm -hmm. or in some sort of localized racing environment that I can't do in the rest of the verse. What about I a toggle? Would... What about a toggle? What... Racing mode mm -hmm. versus combat mode. If you're in racing mode, you cannot mm -hmm. fire any weapons. Well, we're going to get that basically. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. yeah with, the, with the master modes. Yeah. 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 But that's in, yeah, in, in, in the ships. Yeah. But I'm talking about more for your vehicle, like your racing vehicles though. I'm talking about specifically for them. Like if you if like we go to competition, we go to a racetrack, right? But you know what? I don't know because there are. What, let me ask you a question. And <laughs> not as you said that. Will racing could will racing involve combat as well? Oh, of course it will. Okay, I mean, and that's what I want to know. Yeah. And that's what I wanted yeah. to know because I'm, my question is: if there's a combat version, I get it. But if there's a non-combat version of racing where it's all about speed, you know what I'm saying? This is this yeah. is strictly about speed. Could there be like a racing mode that shuts off weapons, but it also gives you an extra so many meters per second in speed well, for racing? Or is, there, or is again, it just not necessary? Is it not necessary? It's not necessary with what we've heard of master modes, right? So like master modes, they'll be able to tune the ships differently. And we know ships that are tagged as interceptors will have like quicker spool up and, and quicker speeds and things like but that. But you're talking about ships vehicles. though. You're talking about ships though. Well, true. And I'm talking about I, racing for bikes and vehicles. For bikes and vehicles, I don't think it's necessary. Okay, fair enough. I'm I, not a racer. I'm just asking because it was just it just popped in my head, so I was just kind of curious. I mean, we got combat at Damar Rally all the time too. <laughs> right. And like, true. True. I've never raced Damar Rally, but watching it, like you know, people the combat happens at Damar Rally. But mm -hmm. I think also you've got to you've got to take speeds into into account, right? So like mm -hmm. the 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 STV and the Cyclone. You're doing like 110, 120 mile an hour mm -hmm. in, a, in, in a vehicle over rough terrain. <laughs> rough terrain, yeah. Go do that in real life. Yeah, right, right, right. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> see how quickly you don't end up dead or wrapped around a point, tree. Point made, point made. I, versus I a starship traveling at like Mach 4. Right. I mean, there's some differences. I don't think it's necessary. Okay. That's my opinion. Okay, no, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Fast car, what about you? What did you think about the uh, design stuff? I mean, did you think there's that much detail was going into the design of the bikes or, or you already knew? 
I've forgotten about it. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, I, 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 I remember watching that. I, uh, I, I want to say ISC, but it's, that, that's an ATB, mm-hmm. Ariana Verge, from um, 2015. So, yeah, I, I remember watching it, but I, I, I'd forgotten about it. So, all that stuff coming back to me. I'm like, yeah, there, there, a lot of thought went, went, went into the, um, the knock. And I, can, can I just say, I'm going to date myself again, but mm-hmm. I, I think one of the things that, that, that draw me to the knock is that it reminded me of a Tron light cycle. Yeah, remember those? Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's one of the, one of the things that that really draws me to the night. And I, I really want to help unmelt mine. So thank you for that, Drew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Yeah, you know, I just wanted to show that because I wanted to. I just wanted us to kind of be like you said, be reminded of how much work has gone into these. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just not just that they look pretty, but there's a lot more. He was dealing with the damage model, and for me, I like that because. If I was a racer, I'm not, but like anything, I want to be able to look at what I'm riding or in. And if I can get a visual indicator that there's something wrong beyond me having to look at a scanner screen, but if I can physically see that there's part of my ship has been, you know, blasted into or a weapon is missing, um, to me, that means something, you know, even with racing on the, the state of the vehicle that I'm in. So I think that those visual, even where those visual indicators are important for you if you're going to be out there doing folks like in the Daymar where you're doing these long, long races, being able to have visual cues as to, you know, what's the state of your, of your vehicle to me is important. Same thing I with think sound more yes, so. sound. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Is, yeah. It, is it not and running is smooth? When, right. That trailer at the end when, when they, they, they saw the Knox trailer and you, mm-hmm. you heard that sound and they were like, yeah. oh man, I, I, I love that. You say if you start hearing click, 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 that means you got to put some oil in or you're going to throw a rod maybe, <laughs> right? So, yeah. Or, you know, if, yeah, if you, mm-hmm. sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Ring. No, no if, if you, if you take a jump, like, uh, play mm. rally too. I well, know you take a jump and you, hard you're jump. inside the cockpit of the car mm-hmm. and it's a hard jump and a hard landing yeah. and the car just slams yeah. in the ground and all of a sudden you lose mm-hmm. control of the vehicle. You probably just busted an axle, yeah. you know, or blew a tire out or something like that. that I want that tactile cool. yes. sound based. Let me know what's going on with my vehicle. If, if I'm point. sitting in the cockpit, you oh, know? great point. Yeah. If something's right, I mean, we get it now, right? I mean, well, some ships we have sound like, you know, if you're flying on a Drake ship, you hear like the little moans and groans, but to hear visual <laughs> indicators, like you said, something clicking, something clanking, something rattling that says there's something loose, something's not right, or I need to be get repaired. That that's a great idea, Rain. I think that's really cool. Trick ships hold but hold together by duct tape and wishes. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. All right. Well listen, gang, we're gonna keep going here. Um I see that there's been a battle for uh for the um uh the channel points to keep fast cart joking and not joking that's been interesting to watch um but what we're going to do now is take you guys back through a little bit of the history of racing as we started out the show talking about back in 2013 chris was already talking about racing for star citizen and it was kind of quiet we didn't hear very much about it in the beginning though racing was really popular because we had something that everybody used to go to because there was no area 18 there was no port olisar but there was a thing called the Murray Cup. So without further ado, those of you who've been there before, you'll know what this is, but there are some people here who maybe have never done the Murray Cup. So let's take a quick look at that. Thanks, Ryan. Love you. Trevor Basque for GSN Murray Cup coverage. 
for a long time so is fast cart you probably can talk about the murray cup a little bit from back in the day right god it, it's <laughs> back How in the day years? way back in the day <laughs> yeah no i i remember i do remember this when it when it we first saw it mm -hmm. and i remember this racing track we've got in arena commander mm -hmm. uh which they you know we're going to get into later about this one, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, the Murray cup, I mean, that I, I really started to believe things were going to be special in this game mm. when, when they first started talking about the Murray cup. Mm -hmm. So I hope it becomes a real in, in universe thing, not like a, an arena commander yep. thing, but a real in universe thing that people mm. can go and buy tickets to mm -hmm. and and watch the race and you can you know because like people that follow rally racing for example they know travis pastrana and, and ken block and mm -hmm. you know the people that the big names in the rally racing scene but then you go to nascar or, or formula and people know the big big names yeah. and yeah you know so well there was yeah. back then there were people that used to had notoriety i don't know if you remember it was posted on the forums or what but they mm -hmm. People that what was the guy in test fast card? He was like the number one racer in Murray Cup. Uh, it was Shive. Shive. Shive was the number one racer in Star Citizen for quite a while. That scene there with the guy standing on the platform. That's what I always kept hoping was that we could actually be out there and watch the race. I hate to say this, Rain. Oh. I spent more time landing on the platforms and checking those out than I did racing around the track because I thought it was just so cool. Because <laughs> I used to take I used to take a, a the the P fifty two, and I'd go out there and race the track a little bit. And then I would go on the Merlin and go land on the platforms, you know. And I mind you, back then, I don't think, could you get out on them? I can't remember if you could get out and walk on them. I don't them. remember. But I, I was so amazed with hoping that that would, you know, because like the Cloud City idea, you know, this, I just thought that was so cool. Uh, FC, what about you? Did you ever monkey around in the, uh, doing the Murray Cup piece? Yeah, I, I did it in the Winter Commander, yeah. So you did? That, that was my, um, the, the, my, my training ground. Because, you know, it, before we had the tutorial and everything mm -hmm. like, like that, I, I think I think the Arena Commander is still a good place to, to learn how, how to find Star Citizen before you really, like, try to dunk your toes in the this At least that's my opinion. Yeah. But, yeah, so I, I did I did mess around with, 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 with racing. I did the um, the the classic um, racing a, a lot. Yeah. Okay, okay. Very cool. All right, well, that was the Murray Cup. And by the way, the, to Jade's point, uh, Rain's point, this is lore. 
the Murray Cup is part of the Star Citizen lore, so that we are expecting, like you said, to see it in game. Um, another thing that CIG used to talk about was scramble racing. I don't know if you guys have ever heard them reference that, but we're going to show you a little clip about CIG's work on scramble racing. And this was back in ugh, 2015, 16, I forget when it is, but here we go. Let's take a look at Let's it. Let's march on to development updates, starting with the PU mission team. They're continuing work on scramble races, honing this new mission type into experiences that are equal parts harrowing and hilarious. Here's lead mission designer Luke Presley with more. Just a quick update on the scramble races. We've prevented gravelet vehicles, such as the Dragonfly and Nox, from being able to fly in gravity, which has really led to some exciting races. This is because you get more time to focus on combat rather than avoiding obstacles. Uh, we've also catered towards the more combat heavy um, focus by allowing you to steal the points collected by leaders or joint leaders when you kill them. Um, this leads to some really unpredictable races when you know the leaders kind of swing this way and that. And we've also continued to improve the space races by crafting their own arenas inside the asteroid ring of Yella. This has finally got us that density of obstacles that we were lacking um, and what makes the ground races so much fun. Thank you. I'm glad you read lips. I'm going to show one more uh, video here for scramble racing. Uh, make sure I get the right one here. Turn that one off. Turn that one off. Turn this one on. Let's march on to development up. Oh, wrong one. Yeah, so the mission team continues to work on module mission design and has refocused efforts on the scramble race or death race missions that we saw early tests of in previous updates. You're all going to be racing in the scramble. Get set, go! First one to collect enough checkpoints wins. Outside of that, whatever the hell you want. Time to see who's gonna play it all on the line and snatch the ring of victory. Officially, we have ourselves a winner. The Scramble Race is a weapons-free race. Um, there's a space version and a ground version. This week we've been focusing mainly on the ground version. We took it to a stage just for designers where we thought we, you know, we were happy with basically getting a lot of other QA and designers involved because it's, it's up to a 16 player race. The tests were really, really positive actually. Um, just a little bit of feedback like the wheeled vehicles need to have, because they go slower and they have to avoid more rocks. And, you know, we should bring in the checkpoints more, whereas the gravelet vehicles, you know, we can spread them out wider. So we're there now and we have been getting the little bits of feedback from them that help us improve it and get to the point of release. And from there, we'll be moving on to the space race. Were you guys ever up on the scramble races? Did they ever really implement that? No, that it is never not did, right? It never got <laughs> yeah, in, right? Yeah, that's why I was just saying because I, I, I remember all the talk about it for a while, and I thought it was kind of cool with the, with the, the, uh, the flares out there, so you know where to go. Um, I know that it was a thing what they were hoping for that was going to happen at Grimhex too, uh, but and this is before they even put in the racing area, but it was supposed to be a Grimhex in particular going through the asteroid belt, but um, never did see that part come up. Um, so I don't know if they'll ever see it again because a lot of things are testing, right? Their ideas that they test, 
maybe they'll do it maybe they won't do it so i guess we can't be too mad at cig for that um uh, Kyle, Kyle said they got in for a patrick show but it was very, was very brief uh, so they had it in and took it out okay 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 all right all right let's hit the next one here after scramble race by we're going through this progressively that was in 2018 but also in 2018 we got introduced to something uh, that a lot of you guys are familiar with and that's the daymar rally let's see that Last week, we also saw the group behind the Daymar Rally organize a rover practice run. Yep, the self-proclaimed filthiest race in the galaxy came out of the gate firing on all cylinders with last week's rover run. As you can see here, the group is figuring out the logistics of capturing the elegant chaos of their no-holds-barred off-road scramble events. Really cool brochure here um, with a lot of pretty cool stuff in it. So uh, anyway, it's awesome to see the community build that kind of content uh, into the universe. It's pretty awesome. Not all of our community activities cater to daredevils and danger seekers though, as you can see here. Echo organized a leisurely grey cat cruise across Daymar and the results were quite relaxing. So let me bounce this to you guys because in 2018, that was the first time that I heard about the Daymar Rally. Um, we were at the Austin Citizen Con, and there were, if I'm remembering correctly, there were five tables that were set up for members of the community. Uh, I think Explore had one, Test had one, Segalian had one, and the Daymar Rally people had one. And they that brochure that you saw Chris hold up is what they had at their table. And at that time, they were trying to introduce folks to the idea of the Daymar Rally. It hadn't started yet. And they had these brochures, and if you were interested, they'd let you take it. It was a beautiful color brochure like Chris is showing. They, I mean, it was professionally done. And when I saw it, I was kind of like, wow, this is kind of out there. But you know what? I thought Segalian was out there, too, because he had that whole gas station <laughs> idea going back then, you know? And, and, and But years later, this stuff has become noted in the community. And so, you know, Rain, I thought this was kind of cool because they, you know, here they show how they had the Daymar Rally. Another group set up something that was just like a leisurely Let's travel across, you know, the surface of a moon. Um, okay. And again, we talked about this at the beginning of the show. You know, there's always this desire, right? That somewhere or other with space, sim space, whatever, the idea of racing still gets brought up, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's just going to happen no matter what you do, right? Mm -hmm. Like the, the idea of, of vehicles and skill and speed and thrill and danger and, and doing that mm -hmm. on alien worlds. Like, I just, I don't like, I used to race in Kerbal space program. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Right. Like yeah, if it's yeah. a space game that gives you planets mm -hmm. and wheels mm -hmm. or some sort of hover or whatever, mm -hmm. people are going to race. Wanna race. They're going to want to race. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, so, point. good yeah. point. Fast cart. It was interesting here. Um, we first talked about the scramble races, which we said didn't really ever come into fruition. But then it's interesting that they mentioned that Daymar Rally set up their own scramble. And I'm wondering whether or not, kind of by the community doing it, it became something that CIG didn't have to do. You know, uh, yeah. Any any the, thoughts the, about the, that? The, 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 the community uh, stepped up and 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 
made something that CID would, uh, had placed on a, a lower priority. I don't, I don't, I don't mm -hmm. want to say that they didn't want to do it. I'm just saying it, it, it was not a priority at the, at the time. So the community stepped up in a big way and, and got it done. Matter of fact, uh, didn't like uh, two weeks ago, they had like a th over a thousand participants yeah. in, 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 in the last race. So you get about a thousand people and yeah. uh, players at the same time racing. Yeah. Not, not all on the same server, obviously, but still, that's a lot of people, a lot of people want to, want to race. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's the people who 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 participated. Like you right. have a whole lot of people like me who <clears throat> you know racing off time or, 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 or whenever. Right, Rain. Let me bounce back to you before we move on to the next one. Uh, I, I said I wasn't going to spend a lot of time, but this just popped in my head. There's benefits. This is a kind of a one hand wash, and the other thing too, though, right? I mean, yeah. Here, here's the folks with Daymar creating these races that are incorporating bikes you know, vehicles, uh, ships, uh, people, right? And yeah. and Star Citizen RSI CIG benefits from all of the analytics and stuff that come from that, oh, yeah. right? Is I mean, isn't there some like, the, each business is a win-win thing for both sides? It is a win-win, like, cause you know, before I became a quality assurance director, I was a community manager mm -hmm. and like, you'll, we'll, we'll see with community content, right? Like look at Skyrim, um, mm -hmm. 11 years old, still going strong, mm -hmm. 30,000 people playing the game right now, mm -hmm. Kerbal Space Program, right? 10 years old mods, mm -hmm. right? These games that are super, super old that have all this community generated content have that longevity versus games that don't. And mm -hmm. when it comes to allowing racing in these types of games and vehicles i'm sure like you said cig gets all this telemetry all this data about you know the just like how the vehicles are performing mm -hmm. and and how the terrain generation system is performing mm -hmm. and you know like the ocs is performing and the servers are performing and things like that so yeah. it's it's just a complete win-win to because in, in in game dev we talk a lot about like you know triage right mm -hmm. like triaging like what is the least amount of resources mm -hmm. for the most amount of impact on the game. Mm -hmm. And why bother doing the scramble racing thing when the DMR rally and the Hurston Hurt Locker and yeah, the Stanton 7, seven. Yeah, 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 all that stuff exists. Yeah. Why bother doing it? Yeah. Why not just support, as we'll see with the tracks that got added, why not just support what the community is doing? Yeah. Less resources, less time, much bigger impact. Yeah. And for them, the focus I mean, then, the focus now for them also can be again on the technical side, right? How are servers performing? Performance rate, uh, you know, yes. uh, frame rates. All you know, how many people are in the server doing uh, the all types of things come out of this that benefit the progression of the game. Just just because these folks are racing, right? Just because they're doing yep. that, right? We're gonna say FC. Yeah, I'm gonna say. Remember what happened at the end of the last edition con? That that event? You recall? Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no, the, the 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 uh, the STV race. Oh yeah. The, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so imagine all the analytics they, they got for a brand new a brand new vehicle they put in the game. Yeah, for for for, for, for that event. Right. Good point. Good point. Okay. All right. Well, that was 2018, gang. Uh, we're going to go into talking about this was added in 2020. Uh, Grimhex's area for racing. There's a lot of things going on in the future of Grimhex that we need to prepare for. Grimhex is a very, very illegal place where people come in to do all kinds of illegal trading, illegal betting, maybe some really shady deals, and it's not a really nice place to be. So for the racing kiosk, uh, we knew that these illegal races were going to need a lot of sort of betting and uh, 
a mission giver and places to watch it from. So what we've done is we've taken one of the uh, sort of more rundown and forgotten areas of Grim Hex and kind of updated it to look super nice. So we have the racing shop or betting shop as we're calling it. And what we've done with that place is we've really jazzed it up with lots of really, really cyberpunk lights, so very bright pink, purple, uh, lots of betting kiosks and screens that could like maybe in the future just display kinds of informations for the race, uh, standings for the season. Then inside the shop, you have area that Luca Brunt just oversees everything. And he's just going to be sitting there on his desk, which is just surrounded by, by screens, overlooking all kinds of information through the Stanton system for all these legal races. And just outside of his shop, you'll see the standings and a bunch of really riggedy walkways that we've added where people are gonna sit there, watch the races from this huge window that they have in front of them. There's even a little VIP area, uh, places to sell beer and people are just gonna be able to like come in there and sit in this really dingy place and be able to watch these races happening around in the asteroids. And I want them to feel a little bit uncomfortable about it, but know that they gotta do, uh, come in there to do their business and just bet on the races and make sure that they're not gonna get stabbed in the back. <laughs> so um yeah you're sitting there watching your favorite racer and you win and then somebody stabs you in the back because they're mad because they lost uh rain let me ask you a question what is illegal races because i've always wondered where cig is going to go with that is it illegal because the type of gambling or the amounts that we're big what, what makes it illegal that has to be a grim hex do you have any ideas on what that could possibly be well for starters the violence right because mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to shoot people at the murray cup <laughs> true right i mean you, you, you probably can but it, it, i'm gonna say <laughs> i mean there's a difference between legally can and should yeah, yeah you know um so betting might be controlled by the advocacy for mm -hmm. example um you know and this is where jade you know would come into play uh mm -hmm. need her lore expertise but like you know the violence of it the the fact that as was mentioned you know the somebody could stab you in the back the betting aspect that maybe the ue doesn't you know has like controlled betting laws like we have mm -hmm. in you know real life yeah um because i've got like a, a a casino like literally like less than an hour from me mm -hmm. um so you know probably all of that is what i would think yeah yeah because because they, they talked about there's being able to bet on the races there's machines there that you can bet on there's a whole lot mm -hmm. of stuff going on it's a beautifully designed place. It's too bad it's a ghost town right now. And I'm really looking forward to when we do really want to go there to do mm. some stuff. But I'm kind of concerned about the shadiness side of it. You know, <laughs> you, have to go, you have to make sure you got some backup with you or something. You may not want to go there by yourself unless you want to keep your back to the wall when you're there most of the time. FC, what mm -hmm. do you think about them incorporating this area, as a, a very designated area for racing in the game? Well, it's cool. I mean, that's... It's something that the community wanted and something that the community is getting. So it was really nice to see ID to listen to the community and actually like put forth um, features that, you know, benefit the community. And, and I, 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 I'm i not so, so much going to Grimhack, but I'm looking forward to seeing the real America Cup outside of um, Arena Commander, whether if we get that. So what, let me ask, throw, throw this question to both of you, whichever wants, one wants to answer. If you don't have an answer, no big deal. What do you think CIG is going to do to make people want to go there? In other words, will it be the prize money? In other words, you know, they, they'll implement something in the game. Like if I'm sitting at freaking Orison, you know, in, in the clouds enjoying a drink, 
What's going to make me want to get in my ship and go to Grimhex to watch that race? And mind you, we know that in the future they may be broadcasting them, but I'm asking specifically about why do I want to go there? Because they've designed this place for people to be spectators, right? So what yeah. do you think will be something that will make people say, let's, dude, let's go over to Grimhex. they got a race going on today. Because, you know, I'm just kind of curious. Is it relationships with people? Is it because your org is represented? Is it because the purse is so big? You know what I mean? What do you think CIG could implement to make people want to be at that location? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say limited edition merchandise, in-game merchandise, like, like like a T-shirt. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Uh, that that doesn't entice me as a player. Um, but yeah, I mean, some people would. Some people, it would entice some people. Yeah, some of us ain't well, got I nothing mean, else better to do. We go <laughs> for the shirt. <laughs> true, true, yeah. Well, you know, it. I I think the 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 in-game loot rewards the mm. the prize money. Um. You know, the, the prestige of it, the reputation of it. You think reputation, I was going to ask yeah. you, do you think reputation of like certain, because you follow racing. Reputation, so if there's a certain yeah. person that you start knowing in the in the community is building up, that would probably be the reason why you'd go over to watch? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, like I'd go watch Dorada, right? If, oh, if, okay. If, if he decided to go, and, mm. if he decided to go fly and, and race there, I'd, mm. I'd go there specifically because I want to, I'd want to be able to, to, to see somebody that we know in the community from like the low flying videos and stuff like what 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 goes on there or like anybody from xgr mm -hmm. from you know yeah. um, so yeah i think there's a lot that that can be done but as with most things in these types of large open scale mmos the mm -hmm. answer to what is going to entice a player there is up to the player yeah i like i like your point about reputation too because when you just said xgr Torada. You know, it's those teams and stuff, just like now, right? With the, mm -hmm. with, with the day my rally, I mean, certain teams that start to get notable names. And so I think that that would probably make me go. If I knew there were certain teams or people over there, I probably would go if I heard about it. The question also become, you know, how CIG is going to advertise that, you know, when we start seeing the billboards light up, you know what I mean? With the names of the different no, teams. It's going to be on, on, on the side of a whole, a whole scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Whole well, you know what? Like, it, what it could I mean, be. You know what? No, Fescar, to your point, they do have the whole mm -hmm. ease with the screens on the side. The NPC ones right. could do that. And again, if I'm standing at the elevator waiting to go downstairs, if I see, you know, race today, and here's the names, just like when we see during um invictus right when we see where the ships are when they're the fleets moving around right, you're right, right, right that right. would that would be a way to get my attention to go over and check it out i, I like that i, I mean they, they can advertise it's like uh, I, I, I went to grimhack to watch the race but all i got was this lousy t-shirt hey my, my band was over okay hey, no no no, no no but that you're right <laughs> i like that i like that okay all right very cool all right let's move on this has been introduced just recently uh in 2022 and this was something that none of us expected, I don't think, was the whole idea of this kart racing, right? That was something... When we finished new. working on Siege of Orison, my leads approached me and told me about those convention halls, that they are most of the time empty in between the events, and maybe we should fill it with something fun for the player. We collected some ideas and decided to go for a buggy racetrack. When we started, we didn't want to take this go-kart track too serious. Um, we wanted to make something colorful and playful. So our main inspirations were obviously a very popular racing game. We took also inspirations from laser tag, those black lights, paintball arenas, stuff like that. 
So I had three weeks in total um, to finish the whole racetrack. From the first idea to the final product, it was basically a one-man project. I tried to um, make the racetrack as modular as possible, so I created a few of those uh, racetrack pieces and um, just put them together in a way that it's fun for me to play it. My favorite part of the racetrack is probably where you have to jump over a ramp. We have been testing the racetrack internally and it's already a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, physics of the Grey Cats is something we are looking into because we also had a loop-the-loop, -loop, but the Grey Cats were not fast enough to take it, so we had to cut it out, but in the future we hope that we can put it in. Okay, <clears throat> Rain, let me throw this at you. You know, we've been looking at racing and I, I kind of felt like, you know, like I told you, I'm not really big on racing. But I kind of saw this as being CIG's answer to, from PGA to having a mini golf course, right? I mean, yeah. it's like you've got those people who are serious and the pros who've got these great trace, you know, six tracks that we'll be talking about in a few minutes. But then they also kind of throw this little thing for the casuals, right? They just want to go just have some fun, but also enjoy the idea of racing, right? I will say I'll, I love this. I love this track. I love it. It's so much fun. It's more fun than it has any right to be to go out there and... Uh, that's why, like, you know, 318, um, m once I get past my burnout, mm -hmm. um, I'll be living at Orison because I got little racing and big <laughs> racing and I got mi ground missions and space missions yeah. and all. I, Orison's like the place mm -hmm. in 318, in mm -hmm. my opinion, like the place to be. Mm -hmm. All of the mission types and varieties and salvage and mining and everything is out there. But that, that track is just, it's cool. It is. That... Uh, it makes me like, why, why not give us a couple more different mm. tracks at the other convention centers, yes. like the Area 18 Convention Center yes. and the Convention Center at Microtech. Like, mm -hmm. like they said, they did this because the convention centers are like empty yep. between the conventions, right? So yep. like, do more of this. This I agree. is so cool. Yeah. Like CIG, please, if you're watching, <laughs> more of these little buggy cart tracks yeah. in mm -hmm. the other convention centers. There's so much fun. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, Griffin, I, yeah. I, I, I don't think you had this, but uh, like the week after, or the week or the week of, of, of this um, mm -hmm. uh, ISC, they had they had they had him on the ATV where he made it, 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 a new track from scratch. I thought that was that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and he showed us putting it together. I like this idea. And again, you know, my question becomes when I went to see it, I didn't go when they first opened it. I just went like maybe, maybe two weeks ago. I went for the first time. And of course, when I went there, it's just me. Nobody was there. Definitely saw the potential of it. Definitely. Like you said, rain, even by myself, it was fun. I, I went around the first time. Didn't, I didn't lose it. I, I made the jump, had so much fun. And I remember saying, wow, this will be so much fun if I have other people here with me. So I, again, I'm also mm -hmm. thinking about what are those incentives? Maybe on the bigger, more serious, I'll say, let, let me use the term professional races. I can see different types of incentives to go where places like this, they're almost more like carnival incentive. You know, like you get the, the like fast car was missing, or maybe there's a unique Pico you get if you win, you know, just like little fun carnival type things. I think that would be really, don't get me wrong. People could have serious races here too, if they want, but I just kind of see this more as the, 
the carnival version versus the you know the nascar or the indie version you know what i mean oh yeah and so i i really really like this a lot i, I agree with you i think they the con first of all the reuse of the convention centers is just smart you talked about that earlier how many ways yeah. can we find things and reuse them in the game so we don't have to make stuff over again but yeah if they put them in all the different convention centers i would love that too fast card have you tried this yet the racetrack have you gone over there yet and seen it no that's the one i haven't tried oh yet. dude it's, not tried it yet. it's really cool it, it really it's so is much cool. fun it, it is cool. it is yeah. it's really cool so that's another aspect of racing that we didn't expect for cig to do so let's talk about what they have shown us recently. No, and uh, yeah. before we go, that thing yeah. only took them two weeks to go to build. I wanted to mention that only two weeks to build. Mm -hmm. Yep, and it looks really looks great. Smart. It looks great. Yep. So we're in three eighteen. That's where we are, Night Gang. So now we're starting to see where racing is starting to, to finally start to gel even more, both from the community side as well as CIG side. And they opened up with this piece here uh, when we got into the idea of three eighteen. So let's take a look at this. I think they're going to highlight Daymar on this one. Um, all right. So, we, uh, uh, Namanja, let's just start off with, with, with some, sim some simple stuff, some setting the stage. Why add six new racetracks to the Persistent Universe in 318? Uh, that's a good question. We should ask that one to Todd because uh, he took us by surprise too when he <laughs> asked us to do that. But uh, our goal is always uh, to add more gameplay uh, that's fun and quickly for the players. Uh, this was a good uh, onboarding task also for one of our new level designers. It was a good first step toward implementing more racing into the universe. It's definitely a step in the right direction. So, uh, I mean, I'm excited to see what's going to be coming in the future for racing. But for now, six racetracks, it was, uh, I think this was a pretty easy win for all the teams that worked on this. And um, yeah. It was just fun to make and hopefully it's going to be fun to play. Cool. So again, for folks who uh, maybe haven't seen yesterday's Inside Star Citizen, you're going to want to check that out uh, to see a pretty detailed look at the racetracks on Yila, uh, Euterpe, and uh, Arccorp. Uh, today, we're going to take a look at three new racetracks and we're just going to jump uh, right into it here. Our, the first racetrack that we're going to look at and discuss is on Daymar. So, uh, Tom, why don't we go ahead and start the Daymar uh, uh, cine clip and uh, let's just talk it through. Let's, 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 let's take our first look at the new Daymar racetrack. So, Nemanja, what are we looking at here? So this is going to be a brand new racetrack. So this is not one of the community racetracks that we picked off. Um, this is a new one. It's right next to the, the garden on Daymar. They have a pretty cool range of mountains and canyons that are like uh, one next to another. And uh, we decided to make a racetrack there for multiple reasons. One, because it's close to a QT point. Two, because we already have these natural canyon formations for uh, players to race in. It's also, it reminds us a lot of uh, the Snake Pit racetrack. So in that regards, it's going to be very familiar to the players. Uh, there's uh, very similar turns and curves. Uh, the atmosphere is the same. Um, so yeah, it's going to be familiar for the racers, but there's also some uh, new parts that are like closer to mountains where we added a little bit of uh, verticality. We added those uh, underpasses under the rocks. Uh, which are very memorable. So we just took Snake Pit and basically brought it to the next level. So this is like the evolution of racing. Um, it looks better. It feels better. It, uh, it's beautiful. We had a lot of artists work on this. Uh, 
uh, Louis Max, he did a great job uh, art-wise, and it really shows like in the minor details. When you get closer to the ground on the human scale, there's a lot more detail. Uh, we have better landmarks. Um, it's just a great fun track to race in. Wow, when you say uh, this is the upgrade to Snake Pit, Snake Pit still exists. This isn't. Uh, what, yeah, we've what? actually added the missions on Snake Pit too. So uh, the the time trials are going to be available on Snake Pit. We had to update the visuals of Snake Pit a little bit also to accommodate for the for the checkpoints. But the the golden path of Snake Pit is still the same. We just had to add some visuals for a few extra checkpoints to make sure that people can't skip above the canyons. Gotcha. So uh, un we added Snake Pit. I don't even remember which patch it was now. 317.2? One? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that, when we added that, it didn't have formal uh, uh, in-game check marks, did it? Checkpoint. No, it didn't. So this is brand new. So MFT team worked on uh, those and they're actually a lot better than I expected. So yeah, kudos to them. All right. So walk me through the loop here. Uh, uh, players are going to open up their Moby Glass. There's going to be a, a, a mission available to them. How does this work? Uh, yeah, so there's going to be, uh, they're going to have to grind some reputation in order to unlock all the tracks. Uh, obviously, uh, the first tracks are supposed to be a little bit easier. So the player is going to open up the Moby Glass. There's going to be a new uh, racing career. And they're going to be able to, to pay an entry fee to race. And uh, if they, we have multiple brackets, I, I don't want to not too familiar with uh, how many brackets we have, but we definitely have like uh, bronze, silver, gold, platinum. And then uh, depending on where the the player, uh, how fast the player finishes the race, he's going to get a, a time and a, some credits depending on where he ranked on the bracket. And uh, there's also going to be like a, a world record to beat that's going to be uh, based on the whoever has the fastest record on that track. He or she don't 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 forget the don't forget the female racers yes. out there. I I, I I had my butt kicked by enough of them internally. My bad. <laughs> uh, we do have an overhead uh, a shot, kind of a top down uh, to see the the size of this racetrack, don't we? Let's let's take a look at that. So how how big is this? How big are we talking here? Uh, it's very similar to the snake pit. So I think this one's about ten kilometers uh, more or less. We have other ones that are bigger um, that are about thirty kilometers. Uh, this one goes in a loop, so we're going to try to have, in the future, races that are loops, some that are linear, so we're going to play with that. Okay. So the yellow racetrack was taken inspiration from one of the racetracks built by the community, which was um, the Grim Prospects racetrack on the Star Citizen Racing Discord, I believe. So there are some on there that are exact. Uh, we've taken, you know, direct copies of those tracks, but the yellow one is a little bit different because we've moved it slightly away from Grimhex into an adjacent asteroid field. So our designer in DE, Antoine Fauville, he's taken, um, you know, a course and he's made it for the players to play. I think it's just really nice to have more space POIs. Um, we have, you know, attractions like Grimhex, but we need more in the surrounding vicinity. So, you know, it might be a case of where you're just flying through the asteroid ring in yellow, trying to get to the planet's surface, and you come across something like this. And we've really built up the structures with refinery modules and cargo modules that we've used before. So it's a nice point of interest, and also it looks cool. You know, we're using lots of the natural 
formations of the rocks themselves and also um, asteroid tethers and stuff like that that are already in the game. Those are our natural checkpoints for the race. I think it's really cool that we have a community that we can take inspiration from and build something of our own. As much as we play test, as much as we spend time in the engine, the players are the ones who are spending hours and hours refining their skills and thinking of new activities to do. So for example, with the Grim Prospects racetrack, it was quite bare, you know, they were just racing around a, a pre-memorized route, going around all of these asteroids. But now we can really um, delineate that race and, you know, we can art it up and make it look pretty as well, so people have more memorable moments to talk about. Look at Uterpy. What I'm currently working on now is the racing track on Uterpia. It's called Icebreaker. Um, I believe it was actually from the community originally. And what we did is we took that initial uh, bare bone structure and we basically created using the Microtech um, prefabs and assets is we actually created like a little research facility based. We've kept the path uh, as close as we could to the initial community racetrack. But what we've done is we've added bits of flavor in um, from uh, structures to fly past, structures to fly under. And then we've done a bit of a, uh, a lighting pass um, to kind of help navigate the player um, around the space, but without feeling like the intention beforehand was meant to be for racing. It was meant to be this um, kind of large open front seat um, kind of facility with like lot, lot, long struts coming out uh, and kind of good, um, there's good vantage uh, points as well for like when the players come together that we have little landing pad spots that where you know you could you know group up get together you could watch the you know your teammates flying around you know trying to beat one another kind of competitively. On Utopia there's not actually um, tons of PLIs and I think to be honest this new space this new location is going to be one of the key locations on this moon and area 18. So Rain, let me come to you on this. Um, you know, with, with MMOs, one of the things that is always a concern to me is how do you keep things feeling fresh so that players want to come back to those areas, come back and redo them? Because once you've done something, you kind of move on to the next, you know, next flavor, right, of the month. Do you think that they'll do like an in-game lore similar to how I know we were talking about racing earlier, like Grand Prix, you know, every year it moves mm -hmm. to a different track. Do you think that might be a way to, you know, keep these places fresh? Teams are practicing at that certain track because they know that the next race is going to be there kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, it, it moves, you know what I mean? I don't know how often that would happen if it's annual, every quarter, month, you know, but what are they, what are things that they could do in-game? to keep so these tracks don't just get, you know, all of a sudden, you know, nobody's going there anymore. They, I mean, they could tie it to the Murray Cup, like right off mm. the bat, right? Where that the, the, the Murray Cup is 
just like we have Invictus and mm -hmm. we have Cormor and we have all the all the little events in game, the Murray Cup, I for, really believe this will happen. Mm -hmm. Eventually, at some point, we'll have its own little website and the Murray Cup will be a real thing and it'll be, you know, uh, race at, uh, you know, the area, you know, this week or today is the race at Area 18 and go and race there and world leaderboards and mm -hmm. stuff like that to win this, that, or the other. Um, I think that, and I mean, and these, these racetracks are a prime example of what I was talking about of, of triage, right? Some people will say that, like, the fact that Grim Hex doesn't have what it originally intended to have yet is, mm -hmm. a, like, a failed feature. Mm -hmm. There's really no such thing. Like, mm -hmm. there's there's ideas that you find out that aren't going to work, and yeah. then you come up with better ideas. Mm -hmm. and, and my mentor always told me that ideas are irrelevant. Implementation is what matters. Mm -hmm. And in 318, we've got seven racetracks. We've got reputations. We've got missions. Mm -hmm. We've got people you can win money. Mm -hmm. Like, this is just so much better. And to keep this hot and new and fresh and people want to go out there tie it into the murray cup make the mm. murray cup an actual event yeah that happens once a year mm -hmm. that pe and people will go race there and i think that that's what they should do i hope they do that we'll have yeah. to wait and see yeah that's very cool best card what about you any ideas about that how do we keep these tracks fresh people keep coming to them checking them out you know even if it's quarterly right i mean you have to, every track doesn't have to be occupied but my question is how do we continue that motivation toward racing you know so that people who get into this they really it's not just a one and done thing. I don't know if there's so much as anything TID can do, but mostly it's the community. Like you have the, the XPR, they do it, um, I want to say almost every month. Well, they had one from January and one, from, one mm -hmm. for February. I, mm -hmm. I forget the, the rest of the schedule. But I think it's, it's more the community to, to keep it fresh rather than TID, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. oh, by the way, I do want to say thank you to Matt Dow for the, for the subscription. We forgot to oh, it, it, give him a shout out earlier. Yeah, thank, thank you, you Matt Dow, for yeah. 25 months. Oh, yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and I agree with what you're saying, Fescar, but I think what Rain's saying, I, I'm kind of leaning toward. And don't get me wrong, the community could do stuff, right? But the problem yeah. is, is that how do you get that word out? Like that, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I guess I'm trying to look at more the bigger picture of how racing, well, I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, CID does a lot of social media whenever there's a race coming out. They always retweet. Yeah, but, but, yeah. See, but see, now you're taking it out of, but see, you're taking it out of the game. Out, Chris out wants game. stuff in game. Chris wants stuff in game, in game. right? So I no, no, to your point, you know, the Moby Glass, I'm just saying, I've, I've, I'm leaning more toward what Rain is saying in the sense of if it's an annual quarter, like if, let's say even if it's every quarter, there's something going on with racing so that we mm -hmm. know that that's built into the lore, you know, whether it's yeah. sponsored by the, the, maybe Pyro's got something, right? As crazy as it is over there, they may actually mm. have something where Renegades come in to do something or Grim Hex or the Grim Hex Grand or something. I don't know, but I'm just trying to figure out ways so that racing oh, is... I mean, that's an idea, too. Yeah. <laughs> you just so, so, I mean, you've said, right, Griffin, that you're not really not really a racer, uh -huh. right? But I'd like I to watch. Something... I'd like to show yeah. up. You know what I mean? I'd like to come. I do think something that you're, you, you might be missing with racing, though, mm -hmm. is, like, as a racer, when you take on a new track, mm -hmm. that drive, how fast can I go? I push it, right. Mm -hmm. Push it. Mm -hmm. I want to get a minute 30. I want to get a minute 25. Mm -hmm. I want to get a minute 20. I want right. and I, how, what's the perfect 
right. run, the perfect line. Right. And that's why racing, I think, is so impactful and so powerful because mm -hmm. you're going to have people at these tracks running them over and over and over and over again. Because, be, even, if it's your own time, even if it's your own yeah. time, you're always trying to mm -hmm. do better, and it, which also makes you want to go back to those tracks, right? It, it, yep. it, okay. I get it. I get it. That makes sense. That makes sense. I, okay. I, and I, leaderboards, I too. Yeah, leaderboards. Yeah. I, 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 how about this idea? Mm -hmm. Make it the Fast and the Furious Star Citizen style. No. No. You have your. Or you make it into a cinema. From a cinema? What have you. That would be great. By the way, I did redeem my own joke, so I, I, so I can say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm about to I'm about to re-redeem that you're yeah, not allowed to no more. Fast, card, fast card's making everybody spin their coins and shut him down. So that's, that's I, I have 335,000 uh, coins, so come at me, bro. Come at me. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, here, we're going to hit the last section here that CIG is touched on most recently. This was in 2023. Everything we saw, just saw now is from 20, at the end of 2022. But in 2023, they did introduce another aspect of racing, uh, not only in-game, but also they're talking about introducing it into Arena Commander. So let's take a quick look at that. So I talked about two sort of core gameplay elements. I talked about sort of the flight and fight, and then I talked about FPS. But what I haven't really addressed is racing, which is flight period. Racing is a dangerous sport, especially when you've got six degrees of freedom, you're flying around a hunk of a ship, you're probably going to die. So to perfect your skills, you need to do it in Arena Commander. Our race mode in Arena Commander is one of those modules that were kind of built in the early days when I started working here. And a lot of the core infrastructure is roughly the same of what we had originally. So the New Horizon maps, they've been in since the implementation of racing and they've been pretty much untouched. There's been some bug fixes, some quality of life improvements. We hadn't updated those race maps in a long time. A, a great example was, you know, the, the current race map that was in place, um, it looked like it was an atmosphere, but the way it actually flew was as if we were completely zero-g. So what we've done now is we've got the real planet, Green 3 of the Ellis system. Uh, which is an Earth-like, beautiful, uh, holiday-like planet um, where the races will now take place in atmosphere where they should be. So they, uh, anyth anything, uh, any of the benefits we get from uh, the racetrack being on a real planet, such as gravity and atmosphere, actually affect uh, the race now. You can fly down to the planet if you want. You're not going to complete the race. So our arena commander team is very small. We actually don't have artists, but one place that we have countless number of locations, incredibly beautiful locations, is the PU. Um, it just makes sense. Take those locations from the PU and put them in arena commander. Some might think that might be a difficult task. It's actually not. The designers have worked out a perfect workflow along with Mark, uh, making some adjustments to how we spawn object containers. And we're able to take PU locations into Arena Commander pretty fast. Right now I'm working on is taking racetrack from the PU and transferring them into the Arena Commander. Uh, so what I do is basically with the PU getting racetrack, I would take those racetracks and with the new race refactor that we have, I can transform into the Arena Commander. Whatever you see in PU, 
is what you see in AC. Um, so whenever we make improvements to things like the actual track that you see in PNU, uh, we get the benefits of those improvements. The uh, big benefit is though that since they are equal, uh, you get to uh, practice in AC the skills that it takes uh, to become a, a quick racer and really excel at those tracks without the cons consequences of like permanent death. So we can do that for racing, we can do that for FPS combat, we can do that for uh, dogfighting locations like Jericho Station, which will also be coming with this patch. Now, there was some inspiration that was brought uh, definitely from the community and, uh, you know, myself and Duncan had, had seen a lot of the messaging that was out there. There was a super active community within a racing and they were basically setting up all the new structure for themselves. And it always seemed to me like a very obvious thing that we could do to support this was to be able to bring PU level type content and tracks into Arena Commander to fulfill that content. And since the time that we had made racing so many years ago, We've since gotten planets, we've since gotten atmospheric flight, we've gotten a bunch of different flight modes, so racing needs to keep up uh, with, the, with basically the rest of the game. To make it relevant to everything that's going on within the Persistent Universe, we need to bring Persistent Universe locations, especially great racetracks that the community has come up with, that we have come up with, into Arena Commander itself so that we can deliver that to you in a more concise 30-minute session that you could do that practice with, but it'd be completely relevant to the larger existence of the Persistent Universe. So we take those locations into Arena Commander so that those are much more accurate and much more relevant to what you're doing. You muted. Muted. I, think, I, I was saying, Fesco, I know you thought I was joking earlier when I talked about re racing your reclaimer, but as you can see, there was somebody who proceeded to do it. So I can't wait to see that <laughs> in Memorial Game. I'm looking forward to shit. I like. I don't have a reclaimer. I'm looking forward to Benny Benny Metamin racing. Oh my yeah, god! Oh my god! Rain, like I said, you've been around since the beginning, and obviously, the thing that stuck out to me when I saw this track we're looking at now was just the the difference in improvement the track looks oh, like yeah. great over especially over the planetary surface which really makes it look nice does that does that draw you make your lips water a little bit there when you see oh, this yeah. track <laughs> yeah i mean because that's that's like obviously like a real planet too that they've mm -hmm. made mm -hmm. you know that obviously we're not going to see in the pu for quite mm -hmm. some time but um no that's that's fantastic that you know the the atmospheric flight versus yeah. zero g flight yeah. um the fact that it's in arena commander this is again what i was talking about earlier work smarter not harder right mm -hmm. like and if if you can make arena commander this jump in jump out i want to race i want to dog yeah. fight i want to fps i just want to I, I got 30 minutes let's go let's yeah. go i want to go race real quick yeah and and pu the you know the the long form gameplay and then once we get squadron the single player like they, they, they might as well just admit they're working on three separate games at once <laughs> which no one else yeah, has ever done right the war too so that's four <laughs> yeah theaters of war whenever that shows up but you uh, know where what? is that sean where but is theaters you know but, but rain you did hit on something else that, that sean <laughs> mentioned in this was the fact of not having to worry about permadeath right yeah. i mean you can mm -hmm. get in have the fun have the crash and get right back in not have to worry about spawning somewhere it, you yep. know flying back to the track all that other stuff which it, in and of itself even for me that's a draw that's yeah. a draw for me to go at okay now i can go to there and you know not worry about blowing myself up to kingdom well, come it was also mentioned in chat too that like sponsorships and reputation and missions and rewards and and so like if you've got like a 10 level 
racing rep mm -hmm. and you go out and, and you're earning reputation at like level five you get a sponsorship and you get more money and maybe you get like a special skin or something in game for the ship too there is again your draw mm -hmm. that you were talking about right you're you're rewarding the players yeah. and they, they have so many opportunities right yeah. now and this is so much better i i am i don't care that the racetrack by grim hex with betting and stuff isn't mm -hmm isn't there because this is just mm -hmm. more so right. much more right right and they still and they can still do something with that later you know yes they no, can no, yes no no, no mm -hmm. it's not this doesn't nullify it tal said i like your idea it would be kind of cool if there are some races that literally you have to compete to even be able to get into uh yeah. some grand race right that would be actually cool i think some races definitely open if you can get into it and get in that's fine if you if somebody if you have to place right in order to be in maybe it's the top 10 people that are able to be in a specific race. Other people have raced in it before, but this particular one, the top 10 people. I would love to see them do a whole lot of stuff with this. And again, as a spectator, I'd go buy my double dog and my burrito and get my whatever, and I'd, I'd come out there and watch. I would, I mean, I, I really would, because I, I, I really, I think this has got a lot more promise to it and it's not gonna be such a niche thing, but anybody who's in the, as long as they pump, pump it up right, right? Like I said, if I'm sitting there and I see this thing popping up on the monitor, there's a race at three o'clock today, I might decide instead of go mining, I might decide to go over and watch these people race. And I probably would do that, you know? So I think it's exciting. I really do. Even yes, though I'm not very. a big racer. I think it's great stuff. FC, any thoughts about this other than the MSR cutting that curve right there? Uh, you got yeah, any, man. <laughs> any thoughts about oh, it? The, um, we, 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 we haven't really talked about it, but um, they talk about other shit that can be used as racing, but aren't really designated as racers. Yeah. The MSR it would be one of them because it's one of the fastest ships in, 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 in the first. Well, that in the Herald, right? I mean, if you wanted to get those ships that are supposed to go in a straight line right. and go fast, but how do they handle curves? We've One yeah. of the ships that we did that they didn't focus on were the the the, the snub fighters right the p52s and p72s That's true. when we first yeah. got the murray cup those were like popular ships to fly the races in because they were mm -hmm. very fast right and rain i know you've mm -hmm. flown a lot of those ships back then when yeah. we were at the murray cup back in the day right yeah, mm -hmm. and 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 that's another thing too to take into consideration is like different vehicles and mm -hmm. how different vehicles handle yeah. um, is a, is a big draw to like well I can get a minute fifty in a P fifty two but what can I get a three fifty R you know like take a different vehicle out mm -hmm. race a different vehicle um, there's yeah. just I I said this many many moons ago mm -hmm. but I have been waiting for all of this racing for so many years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's just it to me. It's just going to be like mining, right? Yeah. We're going to see now this massive cool. foundation that they just dumped on us, mm -hmm. you know, shadow dropped on us in three eighteen, mm -hmm. grow mm -hmm. with the game for the years to come into just more amazing stuff. And yeah, yeah it's it's fantastic. I agree. I agree. And and again, there's other there's other back tech that they could do. Like we haven't even gotten into the whole tricking your ships out, right? The components and all the things that can go yeah, into the stuff being the, done. The, the, the science and, and, and having the Endeavor, um, <laughs> Super Collider, make it, uh, refitting your mods and stuff like that for racing. Mm -hmm. I think that, that, that'd be a good thing. Mm -hmm. that, that, that would be a thing. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say to, 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 to something Rain mentioned earlier about um, mm -hmm. 
you know, like breaking your, 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 your axle and, and and have that sound um and notify you i think it, it, it for people who, who may not be, be able to pick up that in in, in game with, with the audio having your feedback like haptic feedback or like yeah. like to your, to your joystick or controller i think that that'll be a, a, another way to um to let to, to let you know there's something wrong with your ship or, or your or your vehicle mm -hmm. and uh one thing I, I think they're lacking so far is drag racing like maybe yes. like not, we, we, we had the on. long distance race mm -hmm. something more, more, more time limited for mm -hmm. people to um to enjoy yeah one, one last thing i want to say about this particular track to both of you was they talked about how the difference was in the first murray cup track in this one where in this one um they said that atmosphere and gravity are now a factor yeah. which is definitely going to change the way you fly <laughs> Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, it's gonna and, and, and we'll ship you fly too. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some ships will, will, will handle better in space, other ships will handle better in atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Kelsar and Prime. Raid. Thank you for that raid. I don't know why our alarms and stuff aren't going off today. Thank you so much for that. Even though we're getting near the end of our show, we hope you had a great stream, Kelsar. Thank you uh, for thinking of us tonight. You guys make sure you check out Kelsar Prime. He's usually on after us. We usually raid him. He's sending the love back our way this week. Mm. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, okay. Well, listen, that's our show on Racing Gang. I know you probably thought you were going to watch me and Rain and Fast Car race around a track today, but nope, that wasn't what the show was about. It was really <laughs> about where CIG has come from, from when they first mentioned this back in 2013 till now, and, and how much racing has grown We've seen it, like we mentioned earlier, from Daymar Rally, Stanton 7, things like that with the community. CIG has, whether it sparked them or whether it was on their timeline, we don't know, but they've created a great marriage between community and the development company itself. And now we've seen it grow into something that none of us expected in, in 3.18. So if you, if you have access to 3.18, you guys have probably visited the tracks. If you haven't, we definitely, we tell you, if you're into racing, visit all six of the tracks. If you're not into racing, at least go to the kart racing track because you'll and you take some friends with you and you'll enjoy it. I think you can take eight friends out there to that track and you can run each other off the road all you want to. By the way, uh, just make sure that if you crash, somebody can pick you up because it's a long walk back to the entrance of that racetrack if you go by yourself. Uh, DK told us about that when he went and flipped over by accident. <laughs> with you into the track. Um, so that's what's going on with that. Let's uh, talk about, uh, what have I got to talk about? Merchandise? Yes. Well, what do you say, Fesco? Q&A. Q&A. Oh, Q&A, yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. You know what? We had so much stuff flying up with these coins flying everywhere. I didn't look at the, <laughs> my whole Q&A thing is built up with nothing but uh, people yeah, trying to I, cancel I, out your... <laughs> yeah, the first one is from me for uh, 1,000 space bikes. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Pops in Space asks, how does death of a spaceman affect racing because of the high risk of death? Well, if you do it in game pops, you will die. Well, you'll get hurt. And I'm sure it'll yeah. be no different than when you die, whether it's in a ship or whatever else. I think that's, again, you probably just saw it now, but the arena commander, that's the benefit. If you want to practice, even if you want to go race, you can do it there and not have to worry about impact on your character. Now, what you don't get in arena commander probably will be the aspects of reputation. Yeah. And, that's, and that's what balances it out. That's what balances it out. If you want the reputation, the balance to that is, are you willing to risk yourself to go out there and get it? 
No rep, no money. There you go. <laughs> Basically, no money too, right. Yeah, right. Arena Thank you for the subscription for 17 months. Thank you. Oh, yes, absolutely. So the, so going into the uh, Arena Commanders for practice and for the for the lulls, right? To go have fun with friends and stuff. But if you're serious, if you're really trying to get the reputation in the game, get them, as, as, as Rain mentioned, the credits, the money, whatever the prizes are, that's going to be something that you have to put yourself at risk for. And that's why you practice before you go out there. Okay. That's a good question. And we're, and we're at the top. Citizen Shenanigans asked, so if the Dragonfly had a red version, would it be faster? And the, question, the answer is always yes. Red makes things Always yes. Always yes. Always yes to that one. Um, yeah. So thank you guys for those those questions. We really hope you guys enjoyed uh, everything that we covered today. I know it was a lot to watch with video, but uh, thank you. Thank you for that all. Uh, let's talk about what we got coming up this week. Uh, Fast Cart, why don't you tell everybody what's happening Thursday? On Thursday, we have Soul Talk at 9 p.m. Eastern, 2 a.m. UTC. That's where we talk about what's going on in the community that we normally come up with coverage from the, um, from the weekend, weekend Star Citizen and Dev Tracker. But mostly we cover the ISC and STL from, 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 from what's going on that week. So that's a Thursday on 9 p.m. Eastern. And on Saturday, we have Soul Voices, 3 p.m. That's our one-on-one -on -one show where you get to come in and talk with us about things that are on Spectrum and Reddit and the gaming industry. Uh, I host that show, and uh, that'll be on Saturdays at 3 p.m. We didn't have it this last Saturday, but we will be back this next Saturday, so hopefully you guys can join us for that 3 p.m. Eastern time. Before you go to the, the, the next social series, I just want to say, the band for jokes on, on Soul Talk, that, that's in no go. I'll be doing jokes all, the, all, all, all evening, so that, don't, wait, don't wait your points on, on Feel free, on feel free band, to push all the jokes. coins you want on Thursday night. That's all I'm going to say, all right? <laughs> feel free. Unload those coins all you want. Um, and then next Sunday, uh, we're going to be doing our show. I love this ship. This is going to be, uh, where our panel is going to be sharing with you their favorite ship and why, why this particular ship is something that they are, this is when they got this ship It's like, this is it. I'm, this is going to be either my daily driver or it's going to be my ship for combat, or it's going to be my ship when I'm chilling with my friends. That's going to be next week. We're going to be talking about why certain ships are our favorite ships. And of course we would love to hear which ships are your favorite ships too. So that's going to be next Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Man, that's going to be a long show. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully it won't be. be a long hopefully it won't be. Listen, we want to give a special thanks to Rain Cloud, who's a good friend of ours, who's always here to support us and hang out and give her a voice. Forgive my Super Bowl family in the background screaming because they're watching the game. Uh, Rain, tell everybody where they can find you and your org. Anything else you want to share real quick? Yeah, y'all, uh, everybody can follow me on Twitter at Kara Raincloud. You can also follow me on Twitch for when I do stream, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Lady Raincloud. Uh, and I, I love Soul Citizens. I love y'all. I love hanging out. I look forward to uh, maybe my third appearance on the on this show um, sometime in the future. So love being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful. And yeah. Well, thank you. We always appreciate you sharing your knowledge, especially your game development wisdom with us. Fast cart you. as so, always. Griffin, I, I, yes. I, I just want to say I, 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 I made a redemption just now, so I can say <laughs> was that your family or was that, was that a goat scream of that her? Because I, I can't really tell. That was that was definitely my family. <laughs> they're up there cheering the game. I guess we're past the halftime and everything, and they're all worked up. So you know, 
counter for what it's worth at this point. Um, okay, let me see. We are going to set up a raid for our good friend, Star Jump Ender. I think I saw Grim in here earlier. Grim, if you're still here, hi. Yeah, Grim, here if right you're now. not here, we're going to say bye. We appreciate you stopping by as always. Another good friend of the Soul Citizen family. But we are going to set up a raid with Star Jump Ender. So. Thank you guys, as always, for being here. Uh, thank you. Um, there they go again. Quelsar, thank you again for the raid. Those of you who are here, uh, when you get over to see Star Jump Ender, give him some love. If you like what you see, of course, follow him. Uh, as always, don't forget, uh, follow us on our social media. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys this week during our other shows. Until then, take care of yourself. Stay safe. Peace, love, and soul. And we will see you guys soon. Take care. Bye. Put down. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs>